This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today, we're going to be talking about three reasons that great people come to and stay at your organization and also the three reasons they leave. And if you didn't listen to the last episode where we were talking about five factors in executive selection, please listen to that as well as you might consider this almost like a continuing narrative to that particular episode. So number one, One of the main reasons people come to your organization is because they love the mission and the vision of your organization. They like what you do. They like who you serve. They like what you stand for in the marketplace. So I'll give some examples. You might be a philanthropic organization. You might be serving vulnerable children. They love that. That's speaks to their heart. That's something they want to do. You might be serving wounded vets and that's important to them. They want to give back. They want to serve the the wounded veterans of our country. Or perhaps it's an organization that takes care of stray pets and animals, animals that normally would be just killed or euthanized, but this organization takes care of them. Maybe that's the mission. That's the vision they care about. Or maybe you're a company that makes medical devices that saves lives, or you treat and cure cancer patients. And there are people out there who care about that. They want to sign up for that mission and vision. Maybe you are involved in national security, or perhaps you're involved in a technology business where you're connecting people and helping them to communicate even in our virtual world and it's a high-level connection. Whatever it is that you do as your primary business, there are people out there who are going to love that mission and vision, and they are attracted to you because of it, and that's why they come to your organization. So that's number one. Secondly, they really believe that they have some gifts, some talents, that are needed to really fulfill the mission and the vision. And they have a sense or feel a sense of accomplishment in being able to lend their talents and skills for your meaningful purpose, which in fact is also a meaningful purpose to them. So they see the interests and ability skill fit. If you remember the last episode, we were talking about how important it is to really have the ability and skill to do a job and the interest in it. So when someone ties into your mission and vision and they see themselves as having the skills, abilities, and interests, that's a powerful combination. And it's almost as if you are sending out a call with a whistle and the people who have that mental bent and mindset They're the ones who hear you, and they're the ones who come towards you. Thirdly, people come to your organization because they like the way that they are treated and valued in your organization. And yes, pay and benefits are certainly a part of it, 
Yet, at the same time, we don't want it to just be what I call the golden handcuffs. In other words, it's a horrible environment and a horrible situation. However, you pay well enough that they just don't want to leave because it does help them take care of their family. So pay and benefits are part of it, but it's not the only part of it. People also like to feel appreciated in the workplace, that there's a sense of gratitude for the contribution that they're making and that there's a good reason for them to be there and you value them. People like to know that they can have life balance as a result of working for you and your organization. In other words, even if they have to work long hours, they do have some time off, they have vacation time, they're able to spend quality time with their families, and they're able to rejuvenate. And so this is very important, particularly to the younger members who are entering the workforce. They've watched those of us who are the baby boomers work so hard and maybe not have sometimes as much of that life balance. And they recognize that, no, you need to be home at times to raise your children and to build their lives as well. So they might like the fact that there are some flexible hours and how they can work. It doesn't have to be eight to five. They can maybe select within a window what hours they want to work. In various other ways, a family-friendly organization and that you have created and cultivated some comfortable surroundings where they feel they can be productive in that workplace. So even if your workforce is virtual now and not necessarily working in the workplace, some of the more creative and innovative organizations have created the work at home kits where there's a branded environment that can be a part of working in the at-home space. And some people like that as well. So all of these reasons, the mission vision, the gifts and talents mix, and also that culture and how they're going to be treated at the organization, that's what attracts the best people to you. And it's these very same variables that cause people to leave your organization. So maybe they came in because of the mission and vision. And when they get there, they find out that they don't like the way that they're being treated. And for a while, they can hang in there and they can overlook some of the pieces that they don't care for. But in the long run and over the long haul and over time, that's going to be a disconnect that's very difficult to live with. Most often, people are leaving out the back door because they don't like the way they're being treated. There's something in the culture that doesn't feel like a good fit for them. And then secondarily, sometimes they discover that the job really does require different skills, different abilities than what they thought was were going to be required. And they may not have all of those or the parts of their skill and ability makes it's not really in the sweet spot of their interest. And so some of those people may opt to leave as well. Or you may have that mission and vision that they really care about. However, they don't like the way in which you are stepping up to address the mission and vision. So they like the what, but maybe not necessarily the how. So you want to pay attention as the executive leader to all three of these variables to being able to articulate that vision and mission in a way that's compelling, 
knowing what the skills, abilities, and interests are that are important for being successful in your environment and understanding what it is that people love about being in your organization so you can continue to cultivate those aspects of the environment and the things that are driving people away that you can begin to address that as well so that you can retain more of the best people in your business. So today's biblical words of wisdom as we are closing out today come from Matthew, the fourth chapter, verses 18 through 22. And this is a picture of when Jesus was calling some of his disciples. And what I want you to notice and pay attention to, at least in this example we're talking about today, he's calling people who are already at work, people who already have a job and they're already being productive. Those people choose to come with him because they see a greater opportunity maybe a greater mission and vision that's possible, and they see how they can fit into that. So let's read those verses, Matthew 4, verses 18 through 22. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. So how are you? calling the right people to your business for the opportunity that you have in your organization. You are the instrument of your leadership. And so I invite you to read a complimentary chapter of my book, Lead Yourself First, The Senior Leader's Guide to Engaging Your People for Greater Performance and Impact. And Here's what you'll get from reading the book. You'll get some perspectives on how to leverage your unique gifts and superpowers. Also, how to mine the gold of your past experiences overcoming challenges. And thirdly, you'll be able to identify the continual learning that will catapult you to your next victory. So to read that complimentary chapter, go to my website, www.transleadership.com, scroll down the homepage and click on the button that says, read a chapter. And I look forward to meeting you inside the book. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.